guys, welcome to this week's episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. I'm speaking today about the mental state that I have to be in uh, when I'm touring, the ways that I deal with touring mentally, what it feels like, because from the outside it may seem like one thing, but actually when you're in it, it's actually a little more odd <laughs> than you'd think. And I share some of the coping mechanisms that I use that I have used in the past and I hope that if you're going away on tour or have any sort of similar experiences that this will help you in some way. Enjoy it and I will see you on the other side. Today I want to discuss more about going on tour. So I've done a video already about uh, tour bus touring and what you should kind of expect. This is more about how to survive the mental side of touring um, practically, basically. Because although touring is great fun, it's amazing. You get to see so many amazing places, play some great venues. If you're with good people, then you can have a lot of fun. But the reality of it is, is that there are still difficult times and um, it's not something that a lot of people really talk about because obviously as musicians that do tour we're so lucky, lucky to do what we do and I definitely consider myself incredibly lucky but it doesn't mean that it's all sweet and roses all the time and it's very hard to reach out to people who don't maybe understand what touring life is like because they assume it's all parties and fun and, and there are elements of that but then there's a lot of sort of tiredness and exhaustion and feeling emotional and maybe homesickness or you know physical sort of like exhaustion, mental exhaustion. Anyway, these are the ways that I've picked up over the years that kind of minimise that or it's just a way of dealing with that sort of stuff. So I just want to go through a few of my coping mechanisms at the risk of sounding kind of like yeah really you know distraught <laughs> um yeah so uh the first thing that i'll talk about is uh the mental um f frame of mind that you need to be in and how to keep yourself mentally sane on tours because when you are on tour it does become a bit of a strange sort of um almost like a bubble a very insular world where it's hard to see anything on the outside, you know, you're told every day where to go by your tour manager, what time you need to be on stage, you know, you become very reliant on other people doing stuff that if you were at home you would just sort of do for yourself and um, it gets you into this very strange mindset and there are different ways that people deal with that. Um, some people absolutely love it. I know, I remember hearing a story about, uh, I think it's Bono, whenever he goes on tour, apparently, when a tour finishes, his family make him stay in a hotel for like a week or two to basically reintegrate himself to society. And I kind of understand that in a weird way because you get home and you go, oh my gosh, uh, so I need to do stuff for myself now? Like, and where do I need to be? And what do I need to do? So it can, there can be an adjustment period. And if you live with other people, you can be a right pain in the backside. So yeah, so let me go through let me go through these things that I want to talk about. So the first thing is that when you're doing, when you're on a tour, for me at least, the thing that I always want to keep at the forefront of my mind, although, you know, things can be fun and you can be offered opportunities to do really fun things, the thing that is always at the front of my mind is I am doing a job 
I need to do a good job and I need to make my decisions based on that. So what I mean by that is, for instance, um, say, okay, I was touring in Austria and we got the chance to go snowboarding. And although that's amazing and wonderful, I, I just, I couldn't do it because it, imagine if I had, you know, broken my leg or even like even if I just twisted my ankle or my wrist or something that's like the gig over for me like I can't play and I can't do my job and at the end of the day that's why I'm being paid to be there so that should be well for me that is always the thing that is at the front of my mind and the decisions that I'll make you know if we have say a day off even if you know I might go and do something, but I'm not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize, jeopardize the next day, the gig the next day. That includes drinking to excess, but that's just my personal thing because, like, I, I I am a lightweight. I'm not going to lie. I am a lightweight. And, uh, yeah, I might have a couple of drinks, but I'm certainly not going to be getting absolutely smashed on the bus and, and being an idiot, basically. Um, when it comes to me the mental side of things as well, uh, it's good to be in the right headspace for tours. Uh, it's different for each tour. I will tell you about a very specific example, which is definitely an extreme, but it helped me survive a year's worth of touring with a particular artist, a really great artist. And this artist was, I'm not going to name who they are, by the way, just so you know, So and don't ask me, I ain't going to do it. Uh, this artist was incredible like probably one of my favorite to play with but their way of dealing with uh, stressful situations and situations they felt they were out of control of was by manipulation and I totally understand where they were coming from because it's how they grew up and it's how they survived and it's how they got to where they are and you kind of have to go well that's fair enough like you're very successful and why would you change that if that's all that you know and that's what's got you to where you are. Now, I'm not here to change anyone, I'm here to do a job. And in order to do that, but also keep my sanity, and you know, I noticed this sort of manipulation thing and it's only because I'd had experiences in the past of that that I recognized it. So I was very lucky in that respect. I thought, okay, I need to get into a mindset so that when they try and do that to me, it won't affect me. So what I did was, and like I said, this is a bit extreme, but it works. Every morning on any of the tours that we did, I would wake up and just say to myself, they hate me, they hate me, they hate me. And that made me be able to just disconnect myself. So even if they tried to be mean to me, uh, to try and control me or meet someone else or conversely sometimes they would be incredibly kind uh, other times like really kind and generous and then other times you know they would say to me you're my favorite drummer I've ever played with I swear on my grandma's life you're the best drummer in the world that I've ever played with and I would I would nod and I would say thank you and I'd be incredibly you know, grateful, which I genuinely was, because it was an incredible compliment coming from this artist. But then it, I would still go back to, they hate me, they hate me, they hate me. And I'd just start from ground zero every day. And, and that way nothing was ever kind of a shock. Nothing was, I was never disappointed. I was never 
affected. I, I was able to keep an even keel on where I was at and just concentrate on doing the job. Now, obviously it's not like that with every artist, it certainly hasn't been, but when you recognize that someone is treating you a certain way to get control they need to, then you definitely need to protect yourself. And, and, and that was just my way of protecting myself. Maybe it wasn't the best way, but it definitely got me through like a good year's worth of touring with them. And um, it was tough, there were some really tough moments, but do you know what, I, if I could do it all again, I certainly would. Some, like I say, one of my favorite artists to play for, some of my favorite shows I've ever done. And um, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't change it for the world. So yeah, that's my extreme version of the mental side of things and, and a way that you can navigate that and a way that you can survive it, really. And yeah, it worked for me. I think that's the most extreme headspace I've had to be in to survive a tour, but it's certainly good to know that I can survive a tour like that when it comes down to it. Yeah, so that's, I'd say, the mental side. Then you've got the next side, which is the emotional side of things. And this can get pretty tough because obviously you're away from family um, and friends, uh, sometimes for extended periods, periods of time. You can also be in completely different time zones, which can make for a number of nightmarish problems if you know, you're trying to maintain a relationship, for instance. I used to do Skype dates, so once a week I would arrange like, a well, I would be having dinner and they would be having lunch or me breakfast and then dinner or whatever. Um, and that was a really good way of sort of keeping up with each other and, and just having those moments to talk about nothing, basically. Just chat rubbish, not talk about the tour, not, not talk about what they were up to in terms of work, but just, we would even sometimes um, Skype and watch a film together, that was really fun. So there are things that you can do on that side of stuff to level you out. It's quite an obvious thing, I suppose, sort of Skyping with family and friends. Another thing that I like to do to get myself emotionally back together if I'm kind of feeling a bit vulnerable is I will go for a long walk, which I, I do whether I'm on tour, whether I'm not. Long walks are like one of the best things I can ever do for myself. It gives me space to think and I find it quite inspiring. Just generally traveling I find quite inspiring. So I might go for a long drive maybe. And in fact, long, drive to, long drives to gigs are some of my favorite times and my most inspiring. And um, I think of lots of sort of interesting things to do and anyway I like walks I like drives uh, to couple with that is another good thing to do is listen to music obviously I mean sometimes it's a bit of a funny one listening to music because when you're on tour or when you're doing music for a living and you're doing music 24 7 sometimes you just don't want to listen to music but if you want to get emotionally sort of back to center or whatever I find a good thing to listen to is maybe like music from your childhood or maybe uh, just a, maybe an album that reminds you of a really happy time. So for me, that whenever I'm feeling a bit wobbly, I'll always listen to Radiohead, which sometimes gets me a bit depressed, but that's fine. Uh, so I'll listen to Radiohead because that's what I sort of grew up listening to, or maybe Incubus or uh, what else do I like? Oh, the band. Neil Young, like it's just stuff like that. It's it's all very sort of somber stuff, and 
Um, it just, like I say, it just centers me and it makes me, probably makes me cry a lot of the time, but sometimes that's just what you need. I know a few other people that I tour with who love listening to classical music. And of course, like I was saying, if you can't face listening to music, which I know it probably sounds crazy because it's what we do for a living and I love music, I love it, but sometimes you just can't face it. Um, podcasts and stuff like that are great to listen to or audiobooks, that's what I do. I'll, I'll just, if I'm not feeling like music is the thing to sort me out, I'll go listen to a podcast or, and it won't be, it'll be about something completely random, but there's something really comforting about listening to a voice, just talk about something maybe completely removed from what you're doing. So yeah, that's kind of my my way of dealing with that. Another way of uh, dealing with emotional stuff is something that is perfect for the next thing that is good to balance, and that is the physical side of touring. And um, although this may not come as a surprise, and it also may not be wanted as a solution to sorting out the physical side of stuff, it is maybe not necessary, it's up to you, but I've found it really helps and you know exactly what I'm going to say and I'm sorry that I'm saying it because I wish that I didn't but it's true, it's amazing and that is working out. This is something that I've only done probably in the last two years on the road and I can't tell you the difference that it has made to my whole touring state. To have a, a routine to your day where you know that okay, I mean it's been different on different tours but say okay I'm going to get up. I'm gonna work out, then I'm gonna go and have breakfast, and then I'm gonna do a bit of work, have some lunch, and then we'll do sound check, and then you take your day from there. That is invaluable, because it's the one thing that is so difficult on the road, is having any sort of set routine, because you're in a different place every day, you have different schedules every day, and if you can have like one thing that you do every day that centers you, and again, you can couple it with, like I say, with listening to music or an audiobook, which will double, double center you, then that's really great. Um, I've been doing this sort of body weight uh, kinesthetic uh, exercises on the road for the last couple of years. And Johnny Atkinson, the drummer, the other drummer for Kim Wilde and Howard Jones uh, introduced me to it. And since we've been touring together, we do it literally every day on the road and if one of us is feeling a little bit like oh god I don't really fancy it the other one will be like no come on let's just go do it and that's an amazing thing because we both agree that every time without a doubt every day we feel better for it on the gigs we have more energy which sounds completely the reverse of how you'd feel but when we haven't worked out we feel awful on the gig and very sluggish Another bonus about that is that you get to eat more food, which is always a good option in life, just generally. Anything that can let you eat more delicious food is a good thing in my books. So if you've got a catered tour and you know there's a big pile of donuts sitting there, at least you don't feel as guilty picking one of them up because you know that you've done a hell of a workout earlier on in the day as opposed to just eating your body weight in them and, and just sitting there going, oh, I'm really tired, but they're not not working out, not doing anything to combat it, so yes, it's annoying and some days you really don't want to, but I tell you what, if you want to keep a good headspace, exercise is an amazing thing. So yeah, so I think that those are my three sort of key ways that I keep myself sane, although now that I'm saying this stuff out loud, it actually sounds quite insane, but it's fine, it works for me. I think it's about finding things that work for you and 
They might, they might be a bit strange. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, then you just go for your life. Go for your life. I'm sure it'll be fine. Anyway, I hope that this has helped. And um, if you are on the road, hi. Hope you're having a nice time. Hope you're not too knackered. Hope you're eating well. Oh, eat well. That's another one in the physical side of stuff. Try and eat well. Obviously have a donut, but stick to the more sort of like whole foodie type stuff. So as little processed stuff as you can, because it, you know, it, it all adds up. And when you get off the road, when you're, if you're getting off the road craving a salad, maybe you should have eaten a bit more salad throughout the tour. I've had plenty of tours like that where I just come off the road and it takes me a good couple of weeks just to get over the kind of the lifestyle I've been indulging in. Once in a while, fine, don't do it for a whole tour. It's too easy to get fat, it's so easy and it's so enjoyable, but yeah, uh, self-control is a difficult thing. Oh, especially when it comes to food. Oh, I love it. Anyway, I shall leave you alone. I hope you're having an awesome day and I shall see you again for another one of these soon. Hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope it also gave you some insight into not just touring and the mental side of it but also to my brain including my love of food which everybody should love something as much as I love food for sure otherwise life isn't worth living anyway uh, yes as I always say if you do have any subjects questions that I'd like you'd like me to answer please drop me an email at info at a drummer's guide2.com also, please come and follow me on all the social media stuff. If you just look up at Emily Drums on pretty much anything, I should be there. So, uh, and once I'm in your life, I ain't never getting out, I'm afraid. <laughs> anyway, I hope you're having a great day and I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode. All right, see you later. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.